For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow, then it's done for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. Stop calling. For the record. For the record. For the For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. Nick Midgley had his first taste of heroin at 13. In this moment of redemption, we hear how he battled to overcome addiction in the hardest places and how his perspective on life changed, eventually leading him to redemption. Yeah, I kept on coming back from, from, from Sicily, oh, okay. trying, to, trying to go back to Melbourne. And, and um, the, problem, the problem is I'd always bring myself with me. <laughs> and and I, I was the fucking common denominator in all my fucking dramas, you know? Like, I... I didn't realise it. I thought I was like, oh, it would be different now because I fucking I don't associate with this fuckwit anymore, whatever. So I was always, always blaming someone else, but I realised, man, the problem was always me. You You're know, always so. going to find the shit people and the shit drugs and fucking that was always going to be like... 100%, 100%. Mate, I'd gravitate to it, man. The second I have a bad day or fucking something didn't go my way, whatever, man, I'll find it, you know. But, but mate, you're saying that too, like... Melbourne is a real hard place to get clean, you know, because it's, um, you know, you can you can be anywhere else, like you know, well, most places in Australia, you know, Sydney's one that's a bit difficult too, but like there's, you can be most places in Australia, and you have to meet someone, you have to sort of go out of your way a little bit. It's probably twelve hours worth of running around, making a few phone calls and stuff like that. But Melbourne and Sydney's, you know, places where you can get it on street, you know, street level drugs, you know, you. You just take a walk down Victoria Street or back then Russell Street, Burke Street, or like, you know, Sydney got across. I was just about to say, Sydney used to literally get off the train at Cabramatta or Liverpool or Warwick Farm and, you know, you could be guaranteed the moment you stepped off the train, the boys would walk up, cap, 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 one jung, one jung, yeah. jung, jung. <laughs> It was yeah, just, they lift the eyebrow. They lift the eyebrow. You know, like, oh, you go to the local Vietnamese pork roll place and they'd sell your caps inside your pork roll. Like, fuck. Yeah. It was just. Mate, yeah. my, old man's, my old man still lives in Richmond, you know, and um, mate, when I go to Melbourne, he's the only one who comes stay with me. It's like they always, always get a hotel somewhere fucking away. Because <laughs> you still fucking live in Richmond. I'm fucking. <laughs> you know, I'm just. It's too much, man. It's too much, you know. Like, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go now. I'll, 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 I'm, I'm at a stage now in my life. I feel like I've probably passed that, you know. Like, but, uh, mate, you know. But I just, I just don't know, man. I just, I just don't need the memories, man. You know, like places like Melbourne, uh, especially places like Richmond. You know, like, you know, man. I've, I've had a shot in every public toilet there. Yeah. Every street corner's got a fucking bad memory yep. you know, associated for me, man. So it's just, I mean, it's just trigger central, man, you know. Yeah. Although I might not use, I just fucking, man, it just puts me, it can put me in a, you know, a shitty headspace. Uh, absolutely, just, but that's I the thing. I just choose to avoid it without running from it, you know. So. You've got to break the cycle somehow, and, I mean, that's taking ownership, isn't it, really? To yeah, the point 100%. where you, you understand where your triggers are. Um, and yeah. as you said, you know, you just don't put yourself in that environment to be re-triggered. You, yeah. you said that you, you become a dad at 21, um, yeah. How was that, Nick? And did that change your lifestyle at all for you? Um, yeah, well, it did, man. Like, um, 
Mate, is you know, like you know, like I, I definitely don't want to, you know, shit can my parents at all, man. Because like I said, I fucking love my parents, man. I do love them, man, and and they did the best they could, and you know. But like, mate, I just wasn't role modelled, you know, like proper parenting skills, you know. So I, I sort of, I sort of did the best I, you know, I, I felt like I could with my kid. Um, but um, mate, I, I, mate, I just had no idea, no idea, and mate, and and so. Sadly, I sort of dragged him along, you know, you know, a little bit with me. I sort of grew up, I had to grow up with him, essentially, you know, yeah. and still am. You know, I've got full custody of him and still lives with me now. We're still growing up together. We're still, hey, you know, hey, we've become real close. That's a beautiful thing, but brother. I can tell you that yeah, now. Yeah, you know, it mind. really is. How, how old is he it now? Really is. He'd be 20? He's 16 now, Oh, 16. Man. Shit, 16. I thought you were older yeah. than that. Oh, that yeah. makes me feel no, good. No. I'm looking at you, looking at me, and I'm thinking 45, 40. <laughs> That <laughs> uh, you know what? Now, man. It, it's it's a beautiful thing, and and it's one thing that I sort of had to learn. You know, with my son, was I had to learn to be a better father to my other three children because I made those mistakes with my first son. You know, if you've got that yeah. connection and you guys are still rock solid today, that's a beautiful thing. You know, and if you're growing together, that right there is invaluable. That, that that's beautiful. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now it's been, it's been it's been really good, man. Like I mean, he's playing up. He's a teenager. He smokes a bit of pot now and stuff too. And you know, he's doing the stuff that normal teenagers do. And mate, it's it's hard for me because like I, I know I know I can take a certain you can go down a certain way. But man, being a typical teenager, man, like if if I go hard on him and start you know projecting all my fears onto him, you know, like, it's just gonna, it's just gonna make him rebel against, uh, against me, you know, so we've got an open relation, you know, a pretty open relationship, he tells me what he's up to, I don't always like hearing it, but I'm glad he tells me, you know, and, man, you know, majority of the time, he's, he's happy, he's got, a, you know, he's got his own missus, and you know, his own life now, he's, you know, he's already got one foot out the door, and, man, I'm just trying to enjoy the last few years that i got with him, man, you know, and, and I do it a bit differently now, man. I probably show up for him now. Like I've been, you know, if I'm honest, I've been a bit shit. I've I've used my work as a way, you know, as a way to sort of like avoid responsibilities with like, you know, with other stuff. And you know, um, you know, and you know, but now it's like, man, I, I realise, you know, man, I spend all this time running around with other people's kids, taking other people's kids to all boxing tournaments all around the country. I sort of. Now I missed out on my own kids' sporting events yep. and, you know, my own kids' do's and stuff. And you now so I don't coach fighters anymore. I just, um, I just, I show for my kid, you know, for my kids. I want, I want, I want, I want the last couple of years that my, my oldest is going to be in my home for him to know that, you know, not that he needs me around much anymore, but I want him to know that, you know, whatever, whatever he wants of me, he's got, you know, like, you know, I really want to cement those last couple of years. That, that's, and, that's know. very important, you know, and I, I think that, as as a parent also, you know, like three boys and a girl, for me that you said some words there that resonate pretty hard, and, and you know that's, that's showing up. Um, I was a father, but I was never a present father for my first. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm every way, shape, and form go out of my way to be a present father. Look, man, I still make mistakes. I'm, you know, yeah. I grew up not knowing what it was to be a father or what a father was. I had nothing either. So, you know, I, I respect what you're saying and I think there's lots of people out there that are probably listening to this that can relate to it and that's that's the beauty about the clink is, you know, our stories are so real that people actually do go, fuck, I'm not alone. You know, like hearing Nick's story relates to me and my life and, 
you know, I can find something out of it that'll give me a little bit of light today. Yeah. Do you no, fear? Do you fear though that you know, like, um, that your son would or could possibly go down any of those traits that you had? Yeah, big time, big time. Mate, his mum, you know, his mum's, you know, been in all sorts of shit too. And you know, like, you know, she she got locked up a couple of times, and mate, we had to. Um, I, I fought to get custody of him up here, and and uh, and I got him, you know, um, you know. So, um, you know, there, there's questions. Is it a genetic thing, you know? But like, I um, mean, look, the the end of the day, the, the studies the studies being shown that um, you know, there's there's no genetic like, you know like attachment to addiction you know the reality is mate we're all addicted to something it's yeah. just that uh, i'm you know unfortunately what what my son's been role modeled is you know that when she when she gets hard we take drugs to fucking cope you know that's what he's been you know role modeled by myself by his mum and stuff like that. that's what he's saying that's what he's probably acting out a little bit with him now but uh but you know but he but he's also got me now you know like you know presently i don't even drink anymore man i have 13 months off the drink you know like now i'm showing that that you know i'm trying to show him the shit that you know i should have i should have been taught you know if not by my parents who didn't know but i should have been I mean, we're meant to know this shit as a kid you know and, and you know we should be taught this stuff at school you know like how to how to probably become okay with who we are and 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 stuff like that and um you know and you know if we're okay with who we are I man we don't need, we don't need drugs you know we, yeah it's funny you say that drugs, if you know? you're okay with who you are you know like this is this is the hardest question I guess in life is looking in the mirror and saying is am I okay with who I am do I love myself do I care yeah. really what other people's opinions are and, and and the sad thing is we all do we all fucking care yeah. whether we want to admit I it now or not you know everybody gets rattled by someone else's opinion even the strongest yeah. you know motivators out there there'll be some other that'll knock them off their perch um yeah. you know but then how do you not let that totally drag you down to the point where you or or me or somebody who has a past or a history or a habit goes back into that way of life you know is strong yeah. enough to stand up and go yeah right i kick on mate whatever you know what i mean well, mate, it's, it's exactly that, man. You know, like um, I was talking about it with a friend of mine whose whose brother shot his head off. You know, but when he shot his head off, wrote wrote everything on the wall, um, all the stuff like you know, all these messages to all these different people. Mate, that's all the shit he should have been talking to other people about, mate. That the the reality is, mate. Like you know, I'm trying to sort of um, I'm, I'm the reason why I'm sort of becoming honest with with people and sort of stepping out into this now is because I, I want people to know that it that it's okay. You know that. Mate, you know, it's all right to be vulnerable. Mate, it takes a huge amount of confidence to be vulnerable, you know, and people think it's a weakness, but then at the end of the day, mate, it's, a, it's an insecurity that people have if people can't do it. Mate, we, we're vulnerable. We're either talking about our fears and un, you know, our insecurities, and if we're not vulnerable, we're acting out on them, you know, and that's why you see these people, a lot of these so-called hard-ass people and stuff like that, man, you know, they're throwing all these masks and... Mate, you can see through that stuff because you know it's 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 not them, man. You know, mate, they got to they got to put all the bravado on and try to act all tough and be all tough. But, you know, you know the the bigger the front, you know, the 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 bigger the fear, you know. And you know, look, I've had to strip myself off of all the fucking the, the fronts of the work and the the, the fucking shit I attach my ego onto, like the stuff that I own, stuff that I get, the money I make, whatever. I had to strip all that down to find find out who I am and. You know, and man, I had to become okay with that. You know, and mate, it's um, 
you know, it's 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 just you know, it was just me going fuck. This is me, you know. I'm a fucking. I was a I was a wreck as a teenager. I'm just trying to fucking wing it through adulthood, and you know, and now yeah, my fucking past is dug up again, and now I've got to look at it, you know. And I'm sorry for everyone that fucking upset, you know, and you know, and I've got to you know, I've got to expose, but you know, but now it's like, man, you know, it's 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 actually opened up to be. Probably one of the best experiences I've had in my life, you know, and what and what I'm doing now, like you know, um, you know, helping helping people sort of bridge that gap, you know, because I mean, like I'm still I'm still a bit insecure, you know, talking about myself in this way, it doesn't come naturally to me, man. I I grew up saying, you know, with all that stuff, like you know, men don't fucking talk about how they feel and all the rest of it, but man, I'm sure you were too, but man, like yeah. the people that role model this shit to me, they're they're, they're people that fucking beat on their wives and beat on their kids and shit like that. So who's the fucking coward, man? Like the, yeah. the the ones fucking hitting the misses, whatever, or, or the or the ones that are sort of stepping out and you know, and man, just trying to trying to be a better person for the kids, trying to show up for the kids, trying to show their kids that there's other ways to live besides um, being a real know, man, Nick. I think, I think that that to me is that's a real man. Like I, I get everything you're saying there, and uh, I relate one hundred percent. You know that facade, that mask, and and. Funny enough, I don't think I've had a guest yet that's come onto the clink in 50 episodes that hasn't 100% laid their heart on the show and, and, and just put it out there as you are now, you know what I mean, and made themselves vulnerable, you know, and I think that's been such a wonderful thing in people connecting with others um, from my guests with their stories is the fact that you are relatable. You are no different to Johnny down the road, you know what I mean? We're, we're no greater, we're all fucking humans mm. and we all make mistakes. You know, you talk about your past getting brought up. Mate, my past has got dragged through the media again too. It is what it is. But that ain't going to knock yeah. me off my perch. It's not going to knock you off your perch. And for everyone listening mm. out there, you got to take it on board and just go, you know what, I'm proud of the fuck who I am. You're proud mm. of who you are. Sure, we've tripped over. We've made mistakes. But yeah. you know what? I know what you're going to tell the guests shortly is the amazing work that you've been able to do and share through your lived experience. And that is the most valuable fucking thing in this world as far as I'm concerned beyond anything else is lived experience. I would rather sit down mm. and listen to you, Nick, tell me about the birds and the bees than read it in a fucking book. Yeah. It's as simple as that, mate. You know what I mean? Um, you, would, you, you make a great mentor and you already do and have and you contribute so much and have contributed so much. You talked about turning up for other kids and, you know, the reality is, Nick, you have. You've put mm. your heart and soul into helping others, you know, mm. and, you know, here we are, um, you know, you're sharing your journey and your story um, about tripping up. Well, we all fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, we do, man. We do. We do. But, um, mate, I mean, look, it's at, at the end of the day, you know, like, um, you know, I, I've... I've I've now become so okay with myself, man, and through 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 a process that, man, regardless of what people might think of me, and, and you know, through 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 this process doing a podcast like this, you know, like um, made my my message has got to get out for for the people that that, that really need it, and and that, and that's what that's what means something to me today, mate. You know, when you said before, you know, I was showing up for kids, you know, it's it's um, mate, it's just. It's just knowing that, um, you know, like I can help a couple other people, you know, 
from experiencing shit that I've experienced, you know, then that gives me some sort of purpose, you know. And man, I'm the type of person that if I if I don't have a purpose, you know, like I, I start really slipping, you know. So I've always looked to grasp on a bit of a bit of a purpose in life, a little bit of something that gets me out of bed, a little bit of motivation to sort of um to I don't know, just sort of like, you know, hang my hat on, you know, like, um, man, I want to make sure when I sort of like, when I come to my last days, I want to make sure that fucking, you know, I live my life pressing through all my fears and stuff like that to make sure that, that I was at service to other people and, you know, into something, there's something greater than me, you know, because otherwise, mate, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the end of my life and go, oh, fuck, I want to do all this great shit, but I gave a fuck about what people thought of me all my life and, and stopped me doing that. Fuck that. Hear how Nick went from addict to training elite athletes in the ring back in season five of The Clink. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow any stuff for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. Stop calling. For the record. For the record. For the, for the record. For the record. For the record. For the record.